Greetings and welcome to the Pastor Mike Drop Podcast. Today is March 17th, 2020. It's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's why we're wearing green. My co-host, Emily. Hello, Emily. Hello. And myself, uh, St. Patrick was, you know, it's funny, we all understand the holiday St. Patrick's Day, but mm-hmm. St. Patrick was actually the patron saint of Ireland, and he was a noted missionary. He brought the light of Jesus Christ into a lot of dark places. Hmm. And it strikes me that, that that's appropriate for today because we are looking to be a church that brings light into darkness. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle of it. I mean, this, this is a time unlike anything we've ever experienced before. For sure. On planet Earth. And uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, um, is causing uh, a lot of things to happen. It's, it certainly is causing some uh, fear that's out of control. On the other hand, it's causing some real foolishness and selfishness uh, and hurtful behavior uh, mm-hmm. on the other side where people say, oh, it's a big nothing. The problem with that is that it isn't just your choice because if you bring um, that virus or even the potential for that virus into a, into a place, into a meeting, into a, into a group, uh, you can hurt some people. And yeah. so, we want to be wise about it on that side. On the other side... We also have to remember we're people of faith, and we're going to talk about all those things today. Uh, we want to do this because this podcast was started, uh, and by the way, thank you so much for supporting this podcast the way you have. Mm. Uh, we are blown away. Yeah. Right, Emily? I mean, yeah. a little little intimidated yes. by how big it's become already, uh, not just people here in Iowa, but we're hearing from people all over. Thank you. Thank you. We, we are honored that you are spending time with us, and we want to honor that by providing content for you that's helpful, um, that does what we want this podcast to do, mm-hmm. which is to have heartfelt conversations about the place, about faith, life, and the places where Christ and culture intersect. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that again today. And, and part of this is going to also be to announce some things mm-hmm. about uh, some, some of the steps that we're taking as a church uh, here at Lutheran Church of Hope, whether this is your church or not. Mm-hmm. And I would guess that most of you who are tuning in, this is not your home church because you live somewhere else. But uh, whether it is or not, I think that there's something here for you today. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about the issues behind why we're doing the things we're doing and use that also as an announcement uh, for folks at Hope to know what it is we're doing, the steps that we're taking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's that's it. Let's just dive right into it. Let's get right into the two-minute drill. Yes, two-minute drill. First question is an important one. Is the coronavirus God's judgment or a sign of the apocalypse? You know, I hear that question, and some people think that question's a joke, uh, but it isn't a joke uh, to a lot of people. First of all, the apocalypse is real. Mm. Um, There is uh, a major theme in the New Testament that Jesus Christ is coming back. He will return. That shouldn't intimidate us. That shouldn't scare us. That's actually good news for people of faith. Uh, I had a I had a pastor friend tell me once, and I think this is so true. He said, "If you read the Book of Revelation uh, and you get scared, you miss the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, as a person of faith, is if as a Christian you read the apocalyptic literature and Revelation actually." is an English translation of an original word in the Bible that actually means apocalypse. So, when we talk about revelation, we're talking about apocalypse. It is An apocalypse is a revealing. It is a revealing of what God is doing to turn the world ultimately right side up, to bring His kingdom into the world. Uh, and so, there are all these uh, folks who read the apocalyptic literature of the Bible, revelation, but not just revelation, all the gospels, 
have chapters dedicated to apocalyptic things. Uh, the book of Daniel in the Old Testament has apocalyptic literature in it. All of these things point to um, the end uh, of the world as we know it. And so, when things like this happen, when, when um, you know, right here in Iowa today, our governor, who's a part of our church family here at Hope, mm-hmm. she uh, declared that restaurants and bars and uh, places like that are going to be closed, that it's just drive-through. We're not the only state to do that. Other mm-hmm. states have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, others of you who are listening in other countries, uh, th- this, is, this is a world issue. This is a global matter. So, when people say, is the coronavirus God's judgment? Is it a sign of, of the apocalypse? I think this says a whole lot more about uh, their their heart and their faith than it does what the Bible actually says. Here's what the Bible says. No one knows. Jesus himself said, nobody knows when the end is going to come. We do know Jesus is coming back. And the reason that's ultimately a word of hope and not a fear-producing word is because things are going to be turned right side up. Mm. There's going to be no more suffering. There's going to be no, no more sorrow. Victories will be won over enemies that are really nasty, that are really dark. Uh, so, it's a hopeful revelation. It's a hopeful apocalypse that we look forward to that Jesus returns and makes everything right that is wrong, makes mm. everything just that's that's not just. Uh, but I, I get concerned about people who use whatever the news of the day is, and they just slap on their... Uh, fear-based kind of approach to this literature in the Bible, which isn't faithful. Is this the end? Is the end near? Well, as Pastor Richard says, the end is always getting closer, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're always moving closer to that. Mm. But to say that we know what Jesus says, nobody will know. Yeah. In Mark chapter 13 and elsewhere, he says, nobody knows the day or the hour. I don't even know Jesus, says only my Father in heaven knows. And so, we're not supposed to waste time trying to figure out things that Jesus says we're not supposed to figure out. What we are supposed to do is have faith and trust and know that in the end, God's going to win. And so, we want to make sure that we keep the faith in a God who is on our side. Yeah, great. Second question, what can the church do to serve people in need during this season of concern? Uh, A lot. And one of the things that I've been saying for the last few weeks here at Hope in my sermons is, let's pray, let's hope, let's love. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, let's pray, let's help, and let's love. Let's help where we can. And so, our missions team is uh, working on this at several of our campuses. We've been working with county leaders uh, in county government who are very concerned, and they've mm-hmm. reached out to us um, because this is what we do. We're the church, uh, and Hope... Tr- uh, seeks to to rise up and accept these challenges and meet needs wherever we can meet needs on a regular basis. And so, in this community, uh, specifically, we've we've been told by county leaders that there are some senior citizens who've been cut off mm-hmm. from being able to receive meals. So, both at our Ankeny campus and here in West Des Moines, we're going to be serving that. People who are able to, mm-hmm. right? We're not calling the whole church to do this. We're calling the part of the church that's healthy, that isn't at risk, that doesn't have um, an immune system that could be easily compromised, mm-hmm. that doesn't have pre-existing conditions. We don't need people to be heroes right now uh, or pretend that they're, be, you know, cowboy type mm-hmm. mentality where they step up and say, well, I, I don't feel good, but I, people need my help anyway and I'm going to serve. Actually, the best thing you can do if that's you, if you're not feeling well, yep. is stay home, right? Yep. So, We are going to do what we can. We have something here at Hope called the God Squad. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that we're asking people to do, and and if this is you, please do so. If you're healthy, if you're feeling good, if you're not at those at-risk categories, Mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Call the church 
or uh, email us and we'll put you on what we call the God Squad. Mm -hmm. And the God Squad then is um, activated whenever there's a community need or an emergency. And we're getting into one of those uh, situations now. So, that's one of the ways we can help. We can also help individually as mm-hmm. the church. And one of the ways we can help is by not coming to places if we're feeling sick, yep. uh, not going out in public, uh, participating in social distancing, mm-hmm. to flatten the curve, doing those things that we can do to help uh, get this to the point where God turns it completely around Yes, and that it starts uh, declining instead of uh, rising in cases of this this potentially deadly virus. Yeah. Next question, will Hope have any resources for my kids while they're home from school for the next several weeks? Oh, I don't know, Emily, Executive Minister of Youth and Family (laughs) Ministries. Actually, I do know. And so, I'm going to turn this question around to you. Yeah. What are some of those things that we're going to be doing uh, for kids? Because we do hear a lot of parents right now kind of saying, okay, this is sort of a novel thing for about a half a day. Yes. And then it's the reality settles in. Yeah. So, what do we have for yeah. families. So, we're working hard on providing all kinds of content. We want to do that in the same way that families are looking for resources to fill in the gap for school and yep. educational materials. We want to bring Jesus to the forefront. Amen. Um, and we can do that with a lot of ways. Um, we have teams working on ideas right now to provide content for each day. So, that may mean for younger ones, uh, a craft activity. We have ex- science experiments that we do with kids usually here. We can bring that to you so families can do that at home. And we believe that's even more valuable for you to have that time together. We're really excited about that. I love it. That's great. Um, we have other teaching that we're going to be providing online. Um, and most important is also that we want to partner with families as they tune in for worship now uh, from their home. We want their kids to be able to participate in that. So, we'll be able to provide some of those things for kids to color along while they listen to the sermon and to worship in that way. Uh, for older students, we're going to be working with our student team, both our Wednesday and night typical services, Power Life and Ignition. Uh, We're going to be providing ways for students to engage with us on social media. We believe they're going to be looking at their screens a whole lot more than they did before. Um, And so, we're going to be there. We're going to bring Jesus to those places. We'll be providing daily content for them as well. And then once a week, we hope to provide a more extended thing on Wednesday night still for them to tune into. Um, And those are just some of the ways we think that we can... uh, Really engage students, and we're ready to do it. How can parents find these resources if they don't know where they are? Yeah. So, we are working on getting all of those things up on our website. They're working hard on that right now. And then all of our social media pages. So, uh, Hope Kids, Power Life, Ignition, all of those places will be out there. And we will be reaching out to families that we know of. You can certainly contact us as well. Uh, But the best place is probably our website. Great. Uh, yeah, uh, that YouTube channel is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's the Lutheran Church of Hope YouTube channel, and there are different places that are connected to it. Yeah. You know, junior high kids called Power Life, senior high kids called Ignition, mm-hmm. Hope Kids um, has stuff there, children's sermons are on there. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with your kids on there Yeah. Uh, to keep them connected to Christ, which, yeah. as you said, I think is really important, bringing Jesus. It's it's not that we've stopped doing church. Right. We've just moved church online for this season of concern Yeah, uh, until such time that we can all be back together again. Yeah. And we also want them to see familiar faces still. Right. So, we want to be out there. And we will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next question. 
Uh, those things are all great for kids, but how will adults stay connected? Good. Uh, the similar kinds of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll all be digital and online, but it'll be it, it's high tech, but it's also high touch. Uh, one of the things I want to say, though, to adults, especially adults who have influence over kids, is I really believe that this season is going to be a defining season for mm-hmm. their kids. Mm-hmm. And I would strongly encourage parents or any adults who have any kind of influence mm-hmm. o- over younger generations mm-hmm. to um, set faithful examples. Mm-hmm. If kids see us as adults freaking out, yeah. what are we teaching them? We're, we're teaching them that they're, they're going to learn... When you're facing a challenge in life, when mm-hmm. you're facing a crisis, when you're facing something that is worrisome, mm-hmm. you worry and you freak out. Instead of, as Christians, facing something that's worrisome, acknowledging that it's worrisome, mm-hmm. acknowledging that it's, it's not what we want, not sweeping it under the rug or burying our heads in the sand, as mm-hmm. we say around here, but, but doing so in a way that is faithful, that keeps our balance. Uh, so, acknowledging the reality, but at the same time, not teaching our kids to uh, fear and, and walk with massive levels of worry over things that they can't control. Mm-hmm. There, there's like a circle of things that we can control that are, let's imagine, just inside that circle. And then there's all the things outside of that circle we can't control. Yeah. And when we try to control things that we can't control, we're teaching our kids a really uh, important lesson that is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so, keep the faith and keep your balance. Uh, I think as adults, we have to keep our balance mm-hmm. uh, with our kids uh, along the way. More specifically for adults, uh, for adults who are already connected in groups, we'll keep those groups going. We'll encourage those groups to connect with each other. Yes. We have Bible studies. Uh, page two Bible study will be online. Uh, they just Folks just need to find our social media pages. Mm-hmm. Lutheran Church of Hope is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. You can go to our website, find resources, uh, or point you to those resources. I know the bell rang, but let me just add a few more quick things about mm-hmm. that. We're going to put out a daily devotional yeah. that'll be in a, alignment with our weekend themes that people will hear sermons about. So, you'll have plenty of materials to study the Word. Uh, We will be doing uh, a a new 90-second video during weekdays Mm -hmm. called 90 Seconds of Hope. Mm -hmm. So, you can look for that on our social media pages too, or people can follow my public Facebook page. I'll post a lot of that there too. Uh, We are looking at this not as closing the church, but moving the church. Yep. We are moving the church from being able to meet together physically to bringing it to a place where... Uh, we can we can still bring the gospel to people just through different means. Yeah, it's an opportunity to minister in a different way. It is, and it's important that we do that. Yeah. Uh, last question, a, a big, big one. When will we be able to worship together again at Hope? Oh, uh, yeah, soon. I hope. Mm-hmm. You know, it. I, I don't know. There, the um, the authorities right now are saying eight weeks with uh, you know contact of. 10 people or less, mm-hmm. not getting into gatherings that are bigger than that. Uh, so that, you know, there aren't too many churches that are less than 10 people. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't just affect a mega church like Hope. Right. It affects almost the smallest of all churches. Uh, and so worship is set aside in the way we're used to doing it. Mm-hmm. But as I'm fond of saying, so instead of thousands of people coming into one room, uh, and into into one church building. Now we're bringing that one church out into thousands of rooms, mm-hmm. and we experienced that this weekend for worship. And yeah. I have to say, it was a deeply ins- you know, moving, inspiring experience. Yeah. Uh, and I heard this from so many different people who said, 
was a little skeptical. I wasn't quite sure what that would be like. And don't get me wrong, it's not the same. It'll be better when we can all get back together. In fact, mm-hmm. just just imagine. <laughs> yeah. So you, you saw it this weekend because you were there to help. Yeah. Seeing that room empty was was strange. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. It was not it was not a good feeling. And so I think we all walked in and was like, oh, it's, this is a great room, our sanctuary, mm-hmm. but it's better when people are here. Yeah. It's so much better when people are there and people weren't there. And so uh, it, we kind of started the services with this, okay, we'll do the best we can, Lord, but this is just not the same. And then somewhere along the way, not too long into our first service on Saturday night, it started to click that even though we can't see the people that we usually worship with, um, through the eyes of faith, we can see them in a different way. And we realize the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit still connects the dots, mm-hmm. still brings us together. And we're praying the same prayers at the same time. Mm-hmm. We're singing the same songs at the same time. We're hearing the Word of God and Scripture read at the same time. We're, we're experiencing God together at the same time. It's just that we aren't physically in the same room. So... Mm-hmm. When will we be back together to worship again? Let's just take this into the deeper dive, right? And, yeah. and talk about the question on, on a broader scale. What are we going to do over the next eight weeks? In mm-hmm. addition to the stuff that you talked about for kids, mm-hmm. stuff I talked about staying connected for adults. Mm-hmm. So, this is hope. So, we're going to be creative. Yeah. We're, we're going to take advantage as best we can of these opportunities. Pastor Jeremy came up with an amazing idea today. He said... Uh, so, this is a church where roughly 13,000 plus people worship every weekend on average. He said, we are going to reach out and call every single one of them mm-hmm. over the next eight, eight weeks. Uh, our pastoral staff uh, will be reaching out. So, if that's you, expect a call yeah, uh, or an email or if, we, if you're not picking up your phone, yeah. we, will, we will reach out to you. Uh, so, if you see the number pop up, 515-222-1520, pick it up. Uh, we want to call because we want to connect with you and we want to stay connected with mm-hmm. you. And we want to ask what we can do to serve you, how we can pray for you, how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be church for each other. We're family. Mm-hmm. We're sisters and brothers in Christ. So that's one of the things we'll do. Uh, weekend services at all the same times, uh, every weekend. We're used to worshiping here uh, Saturdays at 5, Sundays at 8 in the morning, 9, 15, 11, Sundays at 5 p.m. at night, and then our traditional service at 8.30 in the morning mm-hmm. on Sundays. We're doing all that. We're going to mm-hmm. keep it all going. Uh, all those services will be available live, and then they'll be available on demand Sunday nights at 7. In addition to that, we'll have the a- American Sign Language interpreted mm-hmm. service on demand Sundays at 7 and throughout the week. We'll have Spanish interpretation for our services Sunday nights at 7 and throughout the week. So, we're not stopping. Yeah. We're not closing. We're, we're not shutting the place down. We're just doing it differently mm-hmm. for a season, for a while. And I would encourage people that even though it's not exactly the same as what we're used to, to stick with it because we need to stay connected to God. Yeah. And, and we need to do that through worship. And worship is not something that we get to say, well, God, we don't need to do that now for eight weeks. No, we do because we're wired up for it. Mm-hmm. And God created us this way. And so, I would strongly encourage everybody for, your, for the sake of your own soul mm-hmm. to s- keep the habit, remember the Sabbath day, keep, keep the Sabbath habit going, keep weekly worship going, make it a priority for your family and engage in it. Uh, you can do this two different ways when you do worship online. You can just watch the service, mm-hmm. uh, either casually or you know, real focused, or you can actively participate. 
pray the prayers, sing the songs, um, you know, engage in it. Uh, Don't just watch it like you maybe watch a TV show off in the background and and you're just kind of kicking back. This is worship and it's a great opportunity for us to do that. We'll get back together again soon. Uh, as soon as we can, mm-hmm. as soon as it's safe, mm-hmm. we won't we won't do it before it's safe, right? Uh, and we'll keep everybody posted on that, and we'll announce that. Uh, until then, uh, we're canceling all of our in person events, mm-hmm. even pastoral counseling. We'll do that over the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do that with video phone calls too, if that's better for people. Support groups, we hope we'll connect. Life groups, small groups, we'll connect with each other. We're encouraging that. Each campus will have their own things too, Mm -hmm. uh, in addition to the weekend services that we're doing all together as one church. Uh, So these are all opportunities for us to be the church together. And I think think that that's really, really important, that we keep the faith, that we hold on to hope, that we love one another, that we do what the church is called to do. Uh, one of the things that we keep saying around here is pray, help, love, as I said mm-hmm. earlier. So we want to pray for the sick. We want to pray for the people who care for them. We want to pray for people who are losing their businesses. Yeah. We want to pray for people who are stressed about money. We want to mm-hmm. pray for people who are stressed about daycare and childcare. We want to mm-hmm. we want to pray for people who are um, who who struggle with anxiety or worry, mm-hmm. uh, and that could be really peaking right now. We'll continue to be church for people. And as I started to say, we'll be creative. We'll have a drive-through communion. It'll be announced soon, so watch for that. We have a plan to have a perfectly um, safe coronavirus, safe mm-hmm. um, Easter service. Yeah, I'm not want to give it. I don't want to give it all away. Yeah. But for our podcast listeners, because you're so faithful, I will say, think drive-in theater. Yeah, yeah it, it is what I'll say. I. I think it could be the most memorable service we've ever had together. Yes. And it'll be without human contact, but we'll still all be in the same yeah. space or close to it. Mm-hmm. Same in different cars, sealed, of mm-hmm. course, you know, from one another. But uh, we are going to be hope. Mm-hmm. We're, Lutheran Church of Hope is this church that is uh, imperfect, but after God's own heart. Mm. And the stuff you're doing with your teams mm-hmm. for uh, everybody from the age of zero to 18. Mm-hmm. The stuff our young adults are doing yeah. uh, with Revive, they'll have connections. Yep. Uh, our college ministry, Kairos, will be doing that yeah, for Iowa City and Iowa State students in Ames. Uh, adult stuff, support groups, small groups, Bible studies, devotionals, uh, 90 seconds of hope every day. Yeah. In a way, we're going to be doing more ministry yeah. uh, than we've ever done before. Because our hope, Emily, and I know you share this, our hope is that God will use this current darkness to shine his light all the brighter. Yeah. Light is always brighter when it's the darkest. Yeah. And that that will bring revival to uh, individuals' hearts. And in the process, that will revive nations Mm -hmm. as well. I hope that we will uh, be spiritually alert enough as the church to do everything we possibly can to point people to God's love. Mm -hmm. You know, Romans 8 says, uh, does it mean that God is mad at us? I'm paraphrasing. Does it mean God's mad at us because trouble is happening, calamities, uh, plagues, disease? And the answer to that question that Paul writes in Romans 8 is absolutely not no, because I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, Mm. that God's love breaks through all of these things, that, that God is bigger than this virus, and God's got this, and God's got us, 
and uh, and we're going to be okay. So, uh, mic drop moments today. I I don't know what did, what did we learn from this conversation. What 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 is there that stands out for you, Emily? Uh, you said it uh, very quickly, but you said we're going to do what the church is called to do, yeah. and uh, we're excited to do that. Uh, it's going to be in a new way, and that's different and sometimes hard yep. on people. And so we're going to be there, uh, but we're going to provide what we can. And I think the encouragement to everyone is to do the same, that a lot of this is about connecting with one another, and we're going to provide certain resources and ways for you to do that, and we want you to. So during the mic drop moment for me is when you talked about all the things the youth and family staff is doing to Mm. creatively, and you said it, when when you said the name Jesus, that's what really stood out for me. Mm. You said, because we're here to bring Jesus to the world around us, to these kids, and this virus isn't going to stop that. Yeah, The enemy of God is going to have to take a way bigger swing mm. uh, than this to stop the church. Uh, in fact, it may backfire because mm. I believe God's going to use this to uh, to spread his light into mm-hmm. uh, the world in a lot brighter ways. So, I'm, uh, I'm sad we have to do this. Mm-hmm. My heart breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm really concerned about people who are up against it. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned about what this does for all the small business owners in our church, the people who are in jobs that they aren't sure if they're going to be able to keep them. Yeah, I. Uh, it was sad today at our staff meeting because yeah. we knew it was the last time we'll be together. We social distanced yes. at this meeting. We were all six feet apart, but is we knew it was the last time for probably several, several weeks, yeah. up to eight weeks, or, or it could be more, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, that we'll all be together in the same room like that, but we'll still connect. We'll just do it digitally. Yeah. Uh, and thank, thank the Lord for social media. I don't yeah. know that I'd ever say that quite like that before, yeah. but it gives us an opportunity. Um, this morning I posted a prayer. I woke up, it was on my heart. I thought, well, I'm just going to write it down and maybe it'll bless a few people. Mm-hmm. And the response has been overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, 700 people have shared it already and it's out. Mm-hmm. I don't say that on any level to say, wow, I've, I, I wrote a prayer and a lot of people put it out there. Mm-hmm. To me, because I write a lot of stuff that nobody puts out anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I realize what it is. But people need God. Yeah. People, people need the Lord and they need to keep that connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, this coronavirus may upset our economy. It already has. Mm-hmm. It may... Uh, be a defining moment uh, for for our gener- for this generation growing up that's coming of age. It, it, it probably already has become that. It, mm-hmm. it will be. Mm-hmm. It'll always be there. Saying, well, I grew up during the coronavirus. That right. that'll be the thing for this generation. But it's not big enough to stop the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. So if this podcast is about those places where Christ and culture intersect, yep. here's the world. Here's what we're dealing with. This is what life is in these uncertain times, but we worship a God who is certain mm. that his victories are going to be won, and we're on his side. He's in our corner. He's got us, and he's got this. So, yeah. keep the faith, uh, everybody. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we are here to serve you. Uh, we will be reaching out to you if you're part of the Hope family. If you're not, just keep tuning into this podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll keep talking to you uh, about who God is in the midst of all this, and not just this, Mm -hmm. but we'll be covering all sorts of other issues and topics in the weeks ahead too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, thanks for joining us. And thank you, Emily. Thanks for the conversation. 
you keep the faith too. You too. Um, God bless you and your husband, Chris, and your kids. And thank you, Chris New, for uh, jumping in and producing today. We're going to turn this one around real quick and, and get it out so that everybody can see it on this St. Patrick's Day. Remember, he is the patron saint who brought light into darkness. He didn't walk with fear. He was aware of the darkness, and that should be our posture too as Christians. The darkness is real, but so is the light. So uh, keep praying, keep helping, and keep loving everybody always, wherever you go. Stop fighting over the toilet paper. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there. I'm the typical.